0: is this Who is Sam Ellinger? Can he win football games? Can he as a starter beat the Washington Commanders? What do we know? What are we going to find out? Can Frank Reich save his job? What's it feel today like today to be Frank Reich? It's not very pleasant. I have been there. I'll tell you the story about that this is inside Indigana Sports now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com/kent. Sign up. The sign up bonus 150% free play bonus. That's what it is. Up to $2500. Your initial deposit, they'll bonus it 150% up to 2500. How about that? Go to BUSR.com slash Kent. Sign up today. Get after it. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live because, look, we're not constrained by a clock. We don't wait till 4 o'clock. We got stuff to say now. Just like to say this morning. Went a little bit before 7. You can't set your watch by me. So get the alarm. All you have to do is hit the bell icon. That's it. If you want to donate, donate. I love that. It's very, very nice of you. And if you got a question or a comment, I'll read it if you donate because I get a special graphic and it's very cool. And anyway, if you subscribe and you like, you're entered to win what is in the Golden Prize Egg Sports Memorabilia of the Finest Kind. We've given away a bunch of slag, three uh, things. So we, we always ship via FedEx so you can be secure in knowing that your prize is going to get there. So subscribe today and become eligible to win a prize. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about Sam Ellinger. All right, Isaiah, wonderful. You're going to your first Colts game. How cool is that? This is going to be a good one, at least early. That crowd is going to be electric. And that's the really good thing about Sam Ellinger becoming the starting quarterback for the Colts. It is going to raise... The fizz factor for the Colts. We ta- I talked about it with Dan Dockage today on his radio show. And, and the fizz factor is there with this guy. Can he win football games? You know what? And people, people make me laugh because they say, well, I mean, either he wins and the Colts go to the playoffs or he loses and we get a great draft pick. There's an in-between factor there. This isn't feast or famine. It might just be a nice hearty meal. You know what I mean? This team could still wind up 8-8-1, 7-9-1, could still wind up there and and pick 16th, 18th overall. It's not just, hey, we're going to the playoffs, or we've got the first-round draft pick for the Colts. Those aren't the only two possible outcomes for the Colts. All right, so let's talk about Sam Ellinger. Seven, seven, and three. (laughs) You know, the Chicago Bears, they tied six times in 1932 and still won the NFL championship. All right, Ellinger, when he was at Texas, because we don't know what the hell Sam Ellinger is. As a professional quarterback, the last meaningful football he played, really, I mean, he had nine snaps last year, I think. And and Anyway, no, he had three snaps, nine yards running, three carries, whatever. Uh, at Texas, four years as a starter, he was 923 for uh, 1,476. That is a completion percentage of 62 and a half. So five-eighths, exactly. 11,436 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt, 94 touchdowns, 27 interceptions. All good ratios, right? Now, he ran the ball also. But this is where the wheels kind of come off the cart a little bit in our belief of who he is. He ran for uh, 1,903 yards on 554 y- rushes, 33 touchdowns, but a yards per carry average of 3.4. This is not Lamar Jackson Jr. This is Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger ran a 4.8, at the Combine. He is six-one. He weighs 220 pounds. That is Sam Ellinger. Now, total yards, thirteen thousand three hundred and thirty-nine. That is number twenty-two all time, right between Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Which you gotta get? You gotta get Lamar Jackson. You gotta get Brock Purdy. Not the last time we're gonna hear Brock Purdy's name in comparison to uh, Sam Ellinger either. Uh, passing yards, number nine in Big Ten history. Guess who he's right between? Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. So there you go. His teams in Texas, 32 and 18, won all four bowls: Texas Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and two Alamo Bowls. He won the big games for Texas. He was 32 and 18. His Texas teams were 32 and 18. I should say. Um, yeah, last year three games, three rushes, nine yards. There, he had a 36 and a half inch vertical. So, if he's got a leap over diving defensive linemen, 36 and a half, that's a pretty righteous vertical. I would take 36 and a half. I would have taken 36 and a half when I was 24, like Sam Ellinger. What this really does is it brings a level of hope. This gets us through the next five days, right? Otherwise, if it was the same crap, you'd say, My God, what are we doing? Here's an interesting point, and, and this just occurred to me. Shaquille Leonard. Guys like that. Ryan Kelly in his seventh season. These guys are putting their uh, their careers on the line every time they go on the field. Do they feel like Sam Ellinger, among those three quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, even with a damaged wing, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger, give them the best chance to win? And if they don't, what are they going to do? Are they going to make a business decision and, oh, oh, hey, I don't feel good, are they going to do that kind of thing? I don't think they will. I don't think this team is built like that. I don't think the guys in that locker room think that way, tell you the truth. And I think that Chris Ballard, one of the things he's done really, really well is put together a a locker room of competitors who feel bound to one another. And, and I think that that's going to carry him through this. Um, you know what? And uh, let's talk about hope for a minute. What is a reasonable outcome for this team? Screw reason. I don't care about reason. I say that this team's got a shot to finish 8-2 and two the last 10 games of the season and wind up the season 11-5-1 and, and win the AFC South. Now, how do I make such a, a, a claim? I don't know. It would be a lot of fun. What the hell is this? This is football for God's sake. Right? What are we talking about here? This is the National Football League. We do not live and dive. Thomas says, I think this team gets pumped up. Uh, He's a guy who's been in. Yes, yes, I think they're going to get pumped up. I think they win this Sunday legit. I think they're going to win this Sunday. We'll talk about why in a second. And thank you very much for the donation, Thomas. I really appreciate that. And as we look at it, what the hell do we have to lose? What, are we going to be cynical about the whole thing? We're not going to be cynical. We're going to be hopeful. We're going to look at Sam Ellinger as the leader of this team, and we're going to say, yes, 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 win eight of the final ten games, go to the playoffs, let's take a ch- let's be bold, let's be audacious, and let's be hopeful that this is going to be the guy. Now, is it likely we're going to be proven correct? No. But it's okay. It's not like hoping you're going to be able to pay the mortgage. You're hoping you're going to be able to make your car payment. That's not what this is. This is hoping for a result on a Sunday in a football game. Our lives aren't going to change, win or lose on Sunday against Washington. Now, that's not the case for Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, but it is for us. We get to sit here and say, yeah, yeah, they lost. Let's go get a milkshake over at Sunday's, right? Why not? Um, What's Frank Reich feel like today? He doesn't feel good. I'll tell you a story. So here's what happens, right? He's got Matt Ryan. He invested a lot of effort in trying to get Matt Ryan coached up. He's got Nick Foles, who he won a Super Bowl with in Philadelphia, not altogether that long ago, what, five, six years ago? Okay. Feels good about Nick Foles. Kind of maybe talked Chris Ballard into bringing him in as a backup. All right, he's won games as a starting quarterback for good teams. He lost a lot of games for bad teams. So he's that kind of guy. He's been told by his owner, Sam Ellinger is my guy. I got the vote that counts. Win with that guy. So here's what he feels like. I went into a budget meeting at Emma's. That's back in like 2008, late 2008. And uh, an executive at Emmis was in the budget meeting, and he said, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, what do you think about JMV? He's on 1260, does pretty well. We keep chasing him ratings-wise. I said, we're going to catch him. And I explained why I, I was not for the scuttling Kravitz and Eddie and hiring JMV. And the reason was that Kravitz and Eddie were more like ESPN, and we were trying to build a good ESPN affiliate radio station that sounded the same all the time. If we were just looking to silo shows and not build a continuum throughout the day between Mike and Mike, and this is really when Mike and Mike was at its Zenith, and it was really important to be like Mike and Mike. So Kravitz and Eddie were kind of a component in Afternoon Drive to what Mike and Mike were In the morning, despite the fact it was a little bit different, a construct. I had nothing against John. John's a good host. Still a good host over at the fan. I walked out of that meeting after the executive suggested John. And I thought, well, if Tom Severino doesn't have my back, I'm going to get canned. I'm out of here if Tom doesn't have my back. Now, almost simultaneous to that, maybe a month later, Tom Severino was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer and he died in early July of the following year. And sure enough, I was out as a manager at MS in July of 2010. Tom did have my back. I tried to explain what we were trying to do, what our efforts were, and why it was going to be a winning effort. That's my job, right? And then, knowing that I'm going to get punted, and this is just over a year later, what's Frank Reich do? What did I do? You went to work every day for your staff, and you tried to bail all the hay that you could on behalf of your staff and make sure that they were going to be taken care of and make sure that people knew how important they were to the success of the overall unit. That's what happens. That's what Frank Reich is going to do. Frank Reich, this will be compartmentalized and out right out of his brain, and he's going to go to work trying to make this the best football team he can because that's what he owes to the men in that locker room. That is what you do. When you're a quality coach, when you're a quality manager, it's about those who you manage and who you coach, and that'll be the case with Frank Reich. Reich. The commander's offense makes the Colts look explosive. This is a terrible offense, truly a terrible offense, And uh, it's not really true it makes the Colts look explosive. Nothing could do that. Um, 1.48 points per possession. They're 29th. The Colts, you know what, they uh, 1.49 points per possession. But it's slightly better. The uh, commander's defense has forced four turnovers. The Colts' defense has forced seven. That's 23rd. The commander's, 32nd. Last in forcing turnovers this season. Here's the difference for the Colts. Last year, at this point, the Colts had forced sixteen turnovers. How big a difference would sixteen more turnover would nine more turnovers make in this team, in their record, significant. It would be significant. And it was significant last year. And those turnovers went a long way. Toward spackling over a lot of the warts that we have seen this year because the Colts aren't generating those turnovers this year. They don't have 16, they got seven. That's a big deal for this team. Can we expect Jonathan Taylor to carry the ball and carry the ball and carry the ball and carry the ball? No. You got to run an offense, and that means balance. And that means trusting Sam Ellinger to make plays. This is not a functionary who's just going to stand back there and hand the ball off. You can't win that way in the NFL. You can't. So you don't. You trust Sam to play quarterback at a high level, and we'll see. RPO. that's a long way to go from Monday to Sunday. All of a sudden, you're running RPOs, and Sam Ellinger is a 4'8", 4'40", guy. He is not Lamar Jackson. He's not. He's not Jalen Hurts. That's not who he is. He's more mobile than anybody else. The Colts, he's more mobile than 37-year-old Matt Ryan. He's more mobile than Nick Foles. Yes. The Colts have won the last four games in the series against Washington. Last time they played, they played every four years all the way back to, like, 2006. That's as far back as we go the last five. I Colts lost in 2006, but they won in 10, they won in 14, they won in 18. They did win in six. Uh, in 2018, Andrew Luck, 21 of 31, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Shaquille Leonard, his career high in tackles, went 19. What's that mean? I got no idea. These people are completely different. Taylor Heineke, he was not great this past weekend in beating the Green Bay Packers. You think, oh, no, Washington's caught fire. All of a sudden, Carson Wentz is benched with uh, the broken hand. Here we got Taylor Heineke. He has figured something out. No, no. He was 20 of 33 for 201 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and a QBR of 39.9. Do not fear Taylor Heineke. This is a great matchup for Sam Hellinger's first exposure as a starting quarterback in the NFL. We'll see if he's up to it. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. At the very least, there's effervescence in the air about the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm thankful for that. We'll see how long it lasts.